0: Welcome to Sci-Fi Corner, a subsection of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. Tonight, I'm joined by Mitch and Jonathan, and we are discussing the Halo series. I'm Mer. (laughs) That was very aggressive, but strap on your boots and grab your laser guns. Let's get this shit. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm Mitch Uh,
2: And I'm Jonathan Um, Wow yeah this is This is episode one We we finally sat down to do it We've been wanting to talk about sci-fi shit for a while And this fits very nicely Into a category that is just Nostalgic for all of us
0: Uh, It always seems like we want to talk About stuff on the podcast and we're like Well that's not horror enough So it's about time that we just Branched out and give you extra content This will be one of many series that we'll be starting uh, this year currently. And then a lot of that stuff will then be moving to our Patreon. So make sure to check this stuff out.
1: Should we thank our current patrons for making this possible?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you to all five of our patrons for making this possible. We appreciate your support. And if you would like to support us, please check our Patreon, which is on our link tree on our Instagram uh, for two dollars a month, you could subscribe, get access to all the bonus content, including the future episodes of Sci-Fi Corner, as well as all of our personal segments where we have bonus content for you. And you could recommend us a piece of horror media to review later in a future episode. So today we're talking about Halo. Halo. This is a, a big nostalgia thing for all of us. Ooh, yeah, meant,
2: yeah, uh That I remember when I was really young and the first one came out and nobody knew what it was about. It was like, there was a lot of hype around the first Halo game. Like people were like, this is going to change everything about gaming. And it really did. Like when it came out, this first person shooter was like the it, thing that it,
1: it kind of defined first person yeah. shooters afterwards. Like everything kind of copied, like a lot of stuff that yeah, Halo did so
2: many features from it that got copied. And I remember just pulling up a chair in front of my fucking CRTV. TV and setting up, because it was like the, the the end of when CRTVs were used and they were starting to get into LED TVs. And my parents hadn't upgraded their shit yet. So I'm sitting there in front of the TV and I turn on the Xbox to play it. And you hear that song, the fucking song that starts it off and you're like, holy shit. And it just goes straight into the campaign. And I think that might be... One of the first times I got like really engrossed into a campaign outside of like your handheld games. So like Game Boy, like you obviously had Legend of Zelda and other things like that, Metroid, Castlevania. But like as far as console gaming went, like this is one of the first ones I remember like super like the coolest story that I could get into. And like you were the hero of that story. Right, like you got to be Master Chief in yeah, the story, no. and that was probably the coolest it, shit.
1: It really, like, I just um have been sitting down playing through the uh the um what do you call it the Master Chief collection, which like, is dope, which is super super dope. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm loving digital I'm going through, version of everything. Go, right? I'm going through Halo Two right now. I'm loving the updated like cinematics and stuff for it too. At least I think that they're they updated a lot of yeah. Them. They updated yeah. the yeah, look that's, of that's it. That's what I'm yeah, and it looks great. Um, but the first game, uh. Definitely makes you feel like like you are the only thing that will like save anyone. You're because the marines die all the time; mm-hmm. they're completely useless. Like I swear, Halo Two, I watched a pole fall and just kill the guy that was supposed to be the right. leader of the group. And I don't think that's supposed to happen. It just, <laughs> I think it just was like physics just was in not in his favor that day. And it's like, hello, wow, I didn't think we'd see a Spartan here. Looks like things are looking up and a pole falls and he just Jeez. dies. And I'm like, Dang,
0: all right. I am
1: the only one that's useful.
0: So Halo was in development for quite some time in the early nineties or late nineties. Uh, they had a lot of different versions, but they what they knew at the core was they wanted a guy in armor to kill aliens and several different types of aliens. They um, wanted the
1: Doom guy, but couldn't get the rights. Yeah, uh,
0: so there's a team of people called Bungie who were known for the time for making Marathon, as well as Myth and Myth 2. Uh, basically, they wanted to work with Microsoft because they were going to make a brand new game console called the original Xbox.
2: Yeah, uh, which and- is great. I, I was <laughs> like, when, it, when Xbox first came out, huge fanboy. Like, I loved everything Xbox. And like I had so many X, I still have them. I have so many Xbox games. Like it's ridiculous. I have big hands. The, <laughs> the controller, Xbox right? controller was yeah. so perfect. perfect. Yeah, perfect.
0: Um, so the marketing for this was insane because not only are they lining up a new console, they're lining up this game that pretty much I don't know if did it ship with the original X- Xbox.
2: Uh, I don't believe so. No. It was definitely one of the launch, but it titles was like one of the it. first ones.
0: Even so much that they had the Rock come out on the presentation and talk to Bill Gates and be like, oh, "This looks pretty good, Bill."
1: <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like was it like was it Halo and like the first Mass Effect on like was the first Mass Effect on the on the first Xbox? I think uh, that it was. It, it
0: took a while, but yeah, the
1: first one I think. Oh, maybe maybe it was a lot later on then. Yeah, uh,
0: Halo Combat Evolved, the first one in the series, dropped in two thousand one with right. a, with uh, the ability to play it on PC as well as Xbox. This was. A groundbreaking experience for many people because first-person shooters weren't this fluid at any point prior. You have your Dooms, you have your Quakes, and you have your
2: uh, Duke nukes. No, you're right. And no, the a- Xbox released November 15, 2001. Halo Combat Evolved November 15, 2001. So did it ship with it, though? Yeah, oh, they didn't ship with it, but they, like, released they it concurrently. They basically immediately. They were like, this is the game to play on the Xbox. So, like, mm. this is going to showcase how good the Xbox was, which it was pretty fucking yeah, good yeah. at the time. Um, although Sony kind of had the beat with the PlayStation 2, not going to lie. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> the PlayStation
0: like, 2 is one of the most best-sold consoles of all time.
2: Yeah, I think it still holds the title, yeah. right? Like, there, there hasn't been anything since. Right. Uh, I think the Switch is really close to beating them out on that. But, but that's just because... Um, Nintendo makes a new console like every 10 years
0: <laughs> Nintendo was back with they- that
2: with the, yeah, yeah. Nintendo, nin- we, we know Nintendo
1: plays hardball, right? Okay? Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: They also uh, fucked up with the GameCube because that did not financially sell well. But it is great in our hearts. I love my GameCube. But it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. There are some really good games on that, but uh, the older people were talking and the older people won in the event of sales because you have a rated M game coming out in the middle of 2001. This was the first time that people had mobility in a game like Halo where you could go around the entire map shoot and then they uh reuse some old mechanics for older games such as health packs as well as swapping from different grenades so this was like a groundbreaking thing the lines for these games were insane uh you could watch on youtube lines for halo 3 2 and 1 and they're out the door they're miles long sometimes uh i didn't personally play combat evolved as a kid uh my game that i started on was halo 2 so combat evolved Wait, how old are you again i am i am 24 right now
2: okay so that's different yeah because me because i'm 30 <laughs> see,
1: see i remember being on the uh i guess the asphalt at gym getting stoked because halo 2 was just announced yeah and like all the articles i got my game informer that was telling me all the new stuff that was coming out with it. i was like getting all
2: hyped because halo 2 is gonna be fucking amazing and- i not yeah. oh, i ahead. i think arguably it might be like one of the best games in the series halo 2, as far as like the story goes and the memory like remembering it introducing dual wielding like being able to just do all sorts of shit in the game was amazing and it- then and then you had the cool vehicles in the third one
0: right uh halo three or halo one specifically was basically just telling the story of master chief going to a ring planet to basically stop it because it's going to consume other planets within sight of it. Basically, these whole rings go around entire planet systems and basically just chomp them up like like a big giant uh, version of teeth. Basically, just pshh, glassing planets left and right. And uh, we even get some some pr- prior notion to to reach, which was a prequel to the game that came yeah. out much later. Uh, basically, they use the term glassing. For the destruction of planets. But, yeah. But
1: yeah, there's a reason, but the, the rings are there to stop the flood, if I'm not mistaken. They
0: are, and the rings were built by forerunners who you yeah. wouldn't see until the fourth game. So technically <laughs> speaking,
2: go. Halo could fit into the horror universe. Oh, no, the flood. The flood is horrifying. Because of the flood. Like, actually scary. Uh, so if I understood it right, they're like this parasitic... Thing that could attach to just about everything, yeah, and and mutate it. It basically makes zombies. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. a zombie virus in the future.
0: At some point, um, this last year, this twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one, there's a group of younger gen, uh, zers who are recording themselves streaming and playing Halo Combat Evolved for the first time.
2: Oh, and that's they, amazing! They
0: get to the point where the the flood come in, and they're shitting their pants. They're Like, oh fuck. They're going crazy, and that's exactly how people were back in two thousand one. It's it go
1: so I just I just finished Halo One right playing through. I to do the flood levels are mind lummingly annoying to get through. They're so hard. They're 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 (laughs) a pain in the ass. And I am not see. I am not this hardcore gamer type of person. You know, I play Halo on like normal because I am a big baby and I won't do it. I am not I am not hard. I am not sweaty. I am not sweaty.
0: (sighs) But 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 the developers specifically tell you heroic is the way that it's meant to be played. They tell you that in the screen. I, they say this right. is the way that Halo was oh meant to be God. played.
1: How it was meant to be played is heroic. Yes. So just a step down from Legendary is what yep. you're telling me.
2: So I'm with Mitch as far as, like, if I'm going to play a game and I want to get through it, easy mode all the way. If I want to okay, enjoy the story. I put it on normal, <laughs> not easy. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Normal Hold mode. on. You
1: know, it's same I'm shit. I'm a normal guy. Yeah, there you go. All right? That's. But anyway, but... So regardless, the flood levels are still difficult, and I noticed it. It felt a little different in Halo Two fighting them, and I think that I think that they designed the encounters with them a lot better mm-hmm. in Halo One because you really do feel like you're constantly getting backed against a wall or you're, yeah
2: yeah you need to deal. with You gotta with run it. away, find a spot to shoot him from, keep yeah, doing that. Yeah. Um, so
0: the thing was these. Uh, these games basically introduced some iconic weapons when they first started. Yeah. The assault rifle, the pistol that could scope in, <laughs>
2: one-shot hunters. That shit was wild.
0: Uh, the the four clip uh, sniper rifle and shotguns are also a favorite. And then you have the covenant weapons, which this is the main villain in the series. Rocket launcher. Also the rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah people love the we love can't that shit. uh not forget rocket launcher. Uh, we have the plasma pistol, the needler, all this. Uh, the plasma rifle as well as the covenant carbine. Everything about this game is iconic Man. in how they look in the models and how they <laughs> fire as weapons. <laughs> the
2: fucking sword, the energy sword, like the energy sword is like now a symbol of the game. Like everybody recognizes. I
1: weapon. mean, and 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 Master Chief.
2: Master Chief is like, so easily recognizable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who Master Chief is. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah, if you're if you're in the last generation, even you know who Master he's as
2: is. iconic as
0: Sonic or Mario at this, this point. Could yeah. be a po-
2: there could be a possibility that a lot of uh, younger people might a- actually know who he is. That's uh, like at this point, people who are like freshly eighteen might not know how how like big Halo was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Also,
0: there's always been this lifelong feud between this series and the Call of Duty series. You're yeah. either a Halo kid or a Call of Duty kid back in the day.
2: Man, I stopped playing Call of Duty. Like, what was it? World World at War. World at War is a good one. I think that I, was it. I like... think
1: I think uh, I played the first one. Was Modern Warfare? Was yeah, that's the only good. Call of Duty game that I played, <laughs> other than like the second Modern Warfare. Yeah, that one was just really edgy, and I had to get my Edge Lord on it really was, <laughs> it was edgy. yeah it was they were like let's make it edgier game. and cringier and but, they made black ops <laughs> but what made what made it what made it cool is like because i came from playing halo combat evolved right. halo 2 halo 3 i came from playing all of those and then i went to like modern warfare and um like bullets going through chairs and shit like that was stuff that never occurred to me but that's like realistic shooting sort of idea that's what that's what actual like combat like that is like yeah and so it changed definitely my perception and i found that very interesting and yeah. i loved that about that being
0: able to series. shoot through objects is very important in shooters for sure yeah, cause yeah i don't
2: think you can do that at all in halo
0: no you cannot no no no, no. Uh, i guess that's what kind of gives it life you want to be hitting the other people so you're not going to be trying to shoot through so that was a yes.
2: huge appeal for me when i was playing halo was that i knew going into it that it was pretty unrealistic and I wanted this like crazy fucking world where you get to like throw a grab thing on the ground and go flying while you're like shooting down at someone. Like that was the shit I signed up for.
1: That's the action that I want too. Yeah,
2: so like I knew that going into it and so it was fun. And then you had this story that was like story and music combo that was way harder than it should have been and i mean yeah. like it was fucking good like this is so good what's his name martin o'donnell martin
0: o'donnell who did- also known as marty o'donnell like insane
2: <laughs> they're just like i can't believe he came up with something like that for a video game like
0: several and- notes will just bring you nostalgia <laughs> and if you grew up with this stuff
2: as someone who really liked
1: virtuoso guitar players when i was a kid and still, ca- and still do actually. Finding out that Steve Vai played on the Halo Two yeah. soundtrack <laughs> and did the guitar solo on it, which is one of the most epic parts in that freaking game. Did you see the video well, of
2: them but... when they were like getting it together? And they're like, "What do you yeah. think? What do you think about this?" And he was like, "Yeah, hold on one sec." And it just fucking goes into yeah. the solo like it's like made the first time he does <gasps> it. And they're like, "Holy else. shit!" Yeah, yeah. Vi, and They were like,
1: "That's the." They're like, "That's it. Do yeah. it That's again. That, we're gonna it. record yeah. it." I like, yeah, I can do that again. You're like, vi is just an alien.
2: Insane. He's not a real person. I love that early 2000s, <laughs> late 90s video of all of them sitting in the studio together. Yeah. To make that shit. It's fucking cool.
0: Um, Marty O'Donnell would come back for pretty much every single uh, uh, right. soundtrack, except he fell off during Reach. Uh, yeah. He left so they could get Hans Zimmer to do that one.
2: Of course. Um,
0: and then from then, it's been Hans Zimmer until the most recent one, where I'm pretty sure they just got some kind of shoegaze band to do their music, mm. which is super fun. All right. um, but... The, there are iconic themes and there are iconic chord progressions.
2: How did I not know that Hans Zimmer did some of the music? Right, <laughs> I just I did not know that.
0: Um, eventually, I mean, we have this story in Halo One where basically they want to blow up this Halo ring, and what Chief, with the help of Cortana, a blue AI unit that is unique and personal to him, basically take over and they end the end the series off with a Halo exploding, and you feel like it's the end, but the Flood are still around. Yeah, they kind of they kind of leave it for a sequel, and with the amount of sales that they got, a sequel was what they had, had to. to happen. Yeah, they
2: had to have it. And
0: Halo Two then later came out in the year two thousand four.
2: Not long after, just a few years.
0: Yeah, three years later, and this is where I started my Halo journey. Nice. My cousin had a, an original Xbox, and whenever he would go to work, he'd pop in Halo Two for me and say, "Here you go, you can play this for six hours," and my, I was floored. Sounds like my childhood
2: yeah yeah for real there uh, this is like (laughs) this is tapping into this period of time when you were a kid where you could come home watch whatever afternoon cartoons and then play video games who knows how long because you had no other responsibilities you know you're like waiting for dinner Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're like for your parents to make whatever it is they're making for dinner
0: i mean even so uh the the gripe for the child to get the m-rated game has always been a a heavy-handed thing in, in history as we see
2: Ironically my parents did not give a fuck. My dad was like, "Yeah, you want to play a shooter game? Fuck it." And like we just go and buy these things no problem. So so my
1: my parents got divorced. Yeah. That's a thing. But uh I played the first Halo because it was my step uncle that showed me the first Halo and also showed me on world Tournament 2004 and yeah. all of those fun games which were which are great. And then he lent me Doom 3 and like Ooh. I don't know why the other games were not a problem, but Doom 3 was a problem. I was not allowed to play that one. Oh. My stepfather did not want me to play Doom. It's
0: very scary. Do- <laughs>
1: Appar- apparently, yeah. I played it anyway without him knowing, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but not like I had nightmares, but I was just too freaked out. Like, right. like I'm still it's, freaked out by it's horror It's probably games, the
0: but... most like, horror-esque because uh, in the original version, you have to swap to your flashlight. You don't have it mounted on your gun. Yeah. So you have to go through every corridor being ready for action. Is this the
2: same one that has the heartbeat like in the controller when shit gets close to you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought That, so.
0: that as well, but it was all space quarters, super tight. And that's what happens in Halo two. Eventually you have these very large landscapes that are vast and very beautiful with oceans and beaches and whole cities and like uh, uh new Mombasa in Africa. And then finally you have to get to a point in Halo where you get on either a covenant ship, Or like an area of the UNSC buildings. So you're going through corridors. You're going through a lot of hallways. You're going through the heart of what is basically the enemy. And that is all just indoor kind of sections. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Unreal Tournament 2004. Because I grew up on Unreal Tournament the original. And that is the only game I could compare prior to Halo. That had the same kind of mobility. However, Halo did solidify the two weapon Uh, the two weapon max. And so you have a whole generation of people who are used to the Duke Nukem doom style, where they could just swap on a scroll wheel. They have to basically make the decision to see, say, well, I get four rockets. Do I want the rocket launcher or do I want the sniper?
1: And adding that decision to the player is what makes the game feel impactful. The fact that they get to decide what their loadout is means that they decide their own destiny. They don't just have infinite options. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you can try to stick, like, I've done whole missions where I'm like, I'm holding on to this rocket launcher in case something else happens. Everything will die to the assault rifle.
2: That is okay. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) The hype for Halo 2 was way bigger than Halo 1. Oh, yeah. You've
2: already had a hit fucking game the first time around. You're like, I got to make something. Sales were skyrocketing.
0: Uh, Then. We we forgot to mention this prior, but the advent of multiplayer, yeah, which is a huge thing still to this day. Well, the online
2: multiplayer. Yes. So
0: before you only had you were limited to four people, yeah. most likely you on had a your console land party. Maybe you have, <laughs> maybe you have a landline so you could connect to another Xbox, yeah. and then all of a sudden Microsoft was like, "Yo, bro, got an internet connection? Yeah, want to play with your friends in different Hook countries?" It up. And bam, Xbox Live was born. It was like one of the Dude, first online that services. that was the
2: jankiest system. I don't know how they even kept it online, but it worked somehow. And you were like, the first time you get in the lobby and you hang out with people, like who knows, across the United States and you play online, you've never seen anything like it up until like kind of that point. They like also- that, that era was the time where they made multiplayer possible.
0: Also, they did the advent of the microphone headset. Yeah. That was the thing. They were just like, oh, you're going to be online? Well, do you want to talk to your friends and strangers? Here you, Here go. you go. For $20, you yeah. could fucking talk shit. Because prior the world. to that,
2: it was kind of exclusive to just PCs. Where like you, you kind of already had that headset use, and then they were like, "Let's do it for consoles." <laughs>
1: you get you get on a uh, what was it t- like TeamSpeak? Yes, or was that what that was called? Yeah, it was yeah. like TeamSpeak or some. There were like a bunch of other little ones like that. The shit that
2: was before Discord and Zoom, yeah, like we <laughs>
1: before before Skype like. before Skype. Yeah, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! That's how you know we're Skype old.
2: We yeah, you know about shit before Skype. Skype. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's real as fuck. Um, um, weird transition into like heavy technology. So yeah.
0: so even with all these new things and a new service uh came the free trials which i know a bunch of kids would use those codes back in the days where you buy a new game and it's like hey kid you want to try the internet right uh here's a here's a 25 character code you gotta try xbox live for two weeks and that is basically what solidified people wanting to play this game online uh try the free trials are definitely a, a important part to the lifespan of what it meant to be an online gamer And uh, for me, I'll never forget going through the the new Mombasa missions with the Scarab and killing the drones in that area, uh, using the tank on the Kawasaki Highway. Everything was super cinematic. And the music uh, is incredible. And you were also in Halo 2, have the ability to play as the Covenant for once.
2: Yeah, we play as the Arbiter missions. Learning,
1: actually, learning about the Covenant as a group of people rather than them just being the aliens that you shoot to death. Because uh, they don't explain anything about them in the first game. Yeah. They're literally just the enemy.
2: Well, you get like an anti hero character with the Arbiter yeah, and how exactly. he's like not liked at all by the High Council of the Covenant and it just ends up turning things around where you join forces with him
1: and i mean and like the the i guess like the the dichotomy between the two of them where you're the reason why he's being exiled and yes. turned into the arbiter yeah and like watching him be punished and master chief being lauded yeah oh, and like exactly. watching those side by side and you're like and you're like Dude, but they this arbiter brand dude's... him which is yeah. insane and the arbiter dude's not even like a terrible person or he anything He just failed a mission. Yeah, let's literally I mean, it. I guess
2: in their world he it's kind of big cuz he let a Halo ring get destroyed. Yeah, that's so true. it's yeah. kind of like you should have been the one in charge to not do that. So it's like a, it's a legitimate exile, but it's yeah. like you do get to see both of them happen. And and the, yeah. s-
0: the the species that he is is the elites which were yeah. an enemy in the first game. Uh, alongside that we have the minor ones is like the jackals and the grunts the grunts yeah. are hilarious as always oh,
2: yeah. they scream nonsense they, they
0: breathe methane constantly that is what they breathe on their planet oh really so they have little tanks that's why if you ever shoot them and they fly they have little gas tanks on the back of them ah, that's um, funny and you have the hunters and the drones as well but Halo 2 introduced a new enemy a monkey enemy the <laughs> brutes the brutes and uh, this, this is basically where the high council Looked at the elites and said, "Well, you guys have failed. We are going to bring in a new species, and they are more tough. They are more ruthless, and they're more savage in nature. They kind of feel like cavemen because they're <laughs> just they they'll use their hands at some point. They they have these giant grab hammers that they use. Love it. The and grab hammers is so much fun. The the rankings for these the chieftains, the captains, the 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 soldiers, and the jetpackers. There is a rank within the brute society." and it depending on how good you are with killing and combat you get put into one of these areas and it makes for a menacing creature
1: oh yeah no no the brutes the brutes are i haven't hit them quite yet in uh, halo 2 just yet but um i also want to mention the hunters as well cuz they're like one of my i love the creature design for them i don't know just a big gun on one hand and then a giant shield and then <laughs> they, and then they're gonna they punch- be creative with killing them too to be good anyway. Yeah,
0: that's the thing, because they'll take multiple grenades, multiple shots of the assault rifle or sniper. But the best thing about Halo was that in the first two games, it just took one shot from the magnum pistol mm-hmm. to the back, which when people found that out, they are like, what the fuck? I've been spending hours trying to kill these two hunters,
2: and all I have to do is jump.
0: <laughs> uh, Halo 2 is very significant to a lot of people's childhoods.
2: Yeah, I can't tell you how many lines I know. From Halo 2, and like the way the story plays out. Not to mention, you have like the Union of Marines that are with you. Uh, th- I should also point out that this is one of the few games besides maybe like alien that uses Marines instead of like your army or like any other things like that. And that's like, that has to actually go they're, through an approval process. Who,
1: who is the, who's like, he's in Halo. He's the iconic black Sergeant. Is it Jenkins? Is that his and name? It, or his is,
0: name is Sergeant Johnson. Johnson.
1: Johnson. Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Dude that is dude, just dude is yelling just at you. With the he's fucking... just ripped from aliens. That's yes. He's just that guy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Whoever was part of the design team was like, we need that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: We need them all just to look like they're from yeah, it's all the Marines need oh, to look totally. like that.
0: Just chomping yeah. on a big cigar, telling everyone they're pussies. Come on, you pussies, let's get up this hill. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. I love that too because he's like takes no shit from Master Chief. He's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck how special you are. He's like, you can get on the fucking tank and destroy this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like just always fucking telling him stuff.
0: You you were talking earlier that it, it makes you feel like a hero because Master Chief is masculine. He never takes his yeah. His armor so off. a
2: big point of the Halo series is that you never see Master Chief's face, and I think it was done very intentionally to let you step into the shoes as in you're putting on that armor and i say that because when you start the game to coordinate yourself they have you open up the pod you get out you aim up and down and you like set up all of your stuff so they're like saying you we just opened the pod that you're in and that's how they immersed you into the world of halo where you got that introduction they put a gun in your hand and then you gotta fucking handle the campaign and that's the, probably the coolest way you can induce people to games without it being too cumbersome. Like where you have to go through tutorial or something like that. It's kind of included in the game and it's calling back to like old school games where like, say like Mega Man where you got taught shit on the way, like as you're going through the game, they didn't ever stop you. They would show you something and then be like, Oh, check it out. You can do double jump now, or you can use the double jump to get up there. Then you have to get this thing and use this weapon and it builds on itself. So they kept using that kind of old school game building, which is really important for the whole series.
0: Um, you're also able to jump really high and melee with the B button. Yeah. Uh, if you're on console. But one of the, the things that we have to discuss is the birth of the teabag.
2: Oh my oh. God. <laughs> so prior to this, this is the game. they like, this is the game that made it. Yeah. Like, so there was no way you could publicly insult someone in the game. Like you couldn't, Uh, voice chat um most of the time i think you had to use a third party thing to do it and you couldn't send messages at a certain time so what was the way you could insult your enemy (laughs) you fucking you would crouch and it looks like you're teabagging someone and the yeah. term itself came about because of the game too, right? Like yeah. somebody named it.
0: Yeah. Someone's like, oh, he teabagged me. And everyone's like, what does that mean? Well, you know how you, you drop tea into ba- or from the bag into <laughs> your water? It's just like that. The nuts are in your face now.
2: And that's the, <laughs> one of the first video game insults was born and is still used in like other games.
0: The, <laughs> the only prior insult I could think of is a rocket jibbing someone in Quake. Uh, where oh, you, that's you right. basically make them kill, kill themselves from their own rocket and you just say, <laughs> LOL in the fucking chat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that along with these games came along a bit of trolling from people to be like, how can I fuck with other people in these games? And that was one of them. That and the fact that the game really rewarded you for using melee weapons. So like the sword is a one hit kill. The grab hammer I think is a one hit kill. And then uh, the smaller weapon, like the pistol, you could just like roll up on someone and kill them with a few shots.
0: Yeah. And dual wielding was also like the big selling point for Halo 2. So cool. Uh, The ability to have two different types of weapons that you could carry around and you get a mix and match. Yeah. You want the needler and you want the SMG? Go for it. You want the plasma pistol and something else? Go for it. You know?
2: Dude, I love doing the dual pistols.
0: Oh yeah, it feels so good. They shoot so fast.
2: You you shoot as fast as you can hit the trigger. <laughs> so um, you're just like fucking going hand. I
0: discovered
1: a love for dual plasma pistols. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's like charging fun. them up. You can do that too, but also they fire really fast. That's true. They do surprisingly fire surprisingly what, effective.
0: What's, what's really great is charging up a plasma pistol to fuck up the jackals because they all have shields. Yeah, that's true. I fucking hate those guys. I hate the sniper versions of those guys the worst.
1: And they took away where because in uh in combat evolved you can just. You know, melee a jackal in the shield, and it takes them out in one shot. Yeah. But you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. They don't um, let you do that. Oh, that's whack. They okay. also
0: got a, a band from out, out, out back in 2004 called Incubus to do one song during the Heretic Mission. And we listened to that thing. It's super Samba-esque mm-hmm. with like, uh, them playing the main guitar riff and everything. Uh, it's super iconic to me, and I'll never forget going the Banshee and using that kind of stuff
2: flying a banshee for the first time in the game is kind of insane because prior to that i can't think of many games where you could use a flying vehicle so you get into this thing and you're like holy shit this is like alien technology that you get to use and um as you're going through they really made it cinematic like you're you're watching a whole story unfold and i feel like this is different than what you had kind of seen prior like cutscenes. Were like definitely a lot shorter. Yeah, there was not too many in some of them, and some of them they had like you know your turn-based shit where like you had the little scrolling text. This is like voice acted,
1: or you're like standing there and the voices are just kind of happening around yeah. you from the NPCs around it, you. And if that's I'm the, the
0: if man. I'm correct in Halo 2, there would be a little bar that would come up and it would tell you a different chapter if depending on what area you were in. And then a voice cue would hit and be like, okay, well, we need to get you up that tower.
2: Yes. So uh, the game was split up in a way that made it seem like acts. So like you're watching a movie and there's an act. Or like reading a book. And these were checkpoints, but they were natural checkpoints in the game where you didn't have to stop to save. You just had to get to the area. And then at that point, it would close in. Like it would do the aspect ratio where it would close it in and then you'd have a marker for where they were at. And then, like you mentioned, it's like, here's the next chapter of the story. Right. And then you'd get the you would get some sort of mission briefing where it was like, you know, you guys just got dropped in here. You got to get into this building and get to this location. And, like, that was your mission briefing. And then they'd send you on your way, which is cool because it didn't interrupt the story as you're going through. And they were all about telling you that story. And so when you get to play... I don't know, 10, 20 plus hours of the game uninterrupted like that. This led to like the first binging of anything where you're like, I have to get through this campaign in however much time. And the music just drives you through all the way.
0: It makes, makes you go forward with it. There's also a ton of uh Easter eggs within all these games. Because the, the Bungie team is just super, they're fun guys. They make references to their older games. They have hidden areas where you can get skulls to put multipliers and different types of weird ways to play the campaign. You can even
2: make it more dangerous <laughs> for yeah. you to play the game by getting some of these. I, w-
0: I, want, uh, I want less ammo and mags, so I'm going to put famine on. Or I don't want to H- <laughs> a HUD, to, so I'm going to put blind on. I
2: got to say, going in without the HUD is cool as fuck. Because like, it's probably the most, I guess, quote-unquote realistic way to do it. Because like, you just have your gun, and you can tell how much ammo you have from a little number on yeah. there. So otherwise, the only thing you have to worry about is your health. But it's cool to play it like that. For some of the guns, they give you. In. Also, yeah. Also, not all of them. Um,
0: Halo Two introduced the uh, the shield, but I'll talk about that in a second, yeah. uh, because we're gonna move on to Halo Three now, in 2007, with the introduction of a new console. Six years later. Yeah. Super quick.
1: One second.
2: He's the bat. <laughs> we're well, gonna take a uh, break right here. We're just
0: gonna take a break, but I'm gonna just basically just tell you about the shield system. In the game, so prior to that, health packs were rampant. If you were in a multiplayer game, you needed to get health packs to be able to keep yourself alive. Yeah, this was how it always was for like Duke Nukem, uh Doom, as well as Quake. And health Quake packs have just
2: always been a part of video games since like some of the earliest games,
0: right? And so there came a point where uh, the developers were like, "Well, people hate trying to find health packs." I know when I played my first playthrough of Halo. Uh, one on legendary they're very scattered yeah and you have to be very systematic about how you use them like oh i'm at red i should probably use it but if i only get hit a little bit do i really want to waste it <laughs> uh they found out that they could do this thing and it, this was the shield system so uh you have a certain amount of shield in your armor and you could see this uh going down and then eventually it'll break the shield will break itself and then you have a certain amount of health and so the, it doesn't matter how many bullets you put into a shield. What matters is the amount of bullets that you put into their actual health. And then so eventually it'll flash red and finally you'll get a kill. And there were easier ways to break shields. Grenades help break shields as well as explosions. Uh, shotguns could take one <laughs> round to Yo, destroy the wild. shield. Uh, but headshots are always prevalent as well. And the BR was a fucking insane upgrade. To the Halo universe. Having a, a, a mid-range weapon with a scope that could yeah. absolutely decimate people from far away. Battle rifle
2: was my favorite. With
0: about four shots, I'd say. It's it's called the four shot. Yeah. Because you do four to the head, they're dead.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and
0: this advented uh, new ways to play the game because they would make new game modes. People were like, well, what if we made it so uh, one headshot, people are done. Yeah. And so that's how you have uh, game modes like SWAT. People also like Domination. They love Capture the Flag.
2: Yeah, King of the Hill shit.
0: King of the Hill shit. People uh, really cared about that. I think and
2: Slayer was probably the most common one.
0: Slayer and Free For All. Yeah. That's what people like because it's the classic.
2: It's, yeah, it's simple. It's like first to 25 kills wins. Yeah. And like That was it. That,
0: that's always how it is. And then uh, we're going to dive into Halo 3 where the birth of the custom game was made.
2: Yeah, which is cool. They were like, I think they had enough people message them to be like, I want this game mode. I want this game mode. They're like, fine, create it. And yeah. gave you the tools to be able to make custom games, which was dope.
0: Also, the ability to make your own maps within the foundry mode.
2: Yeah. Holy shit. People really went ham on those.
0: Oh, there was so much creativity yeah. booming from 2007 to like 2011. Yeah. Uh, People making whole game modes where the point isn't to kill your friend. Maybe you guys want to do some like RPG rolling with like cops and robbers. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you want to do it where uh, I remember, I remember there was one game mode called fat man and ice cream kids. Basically there'd be a really slow guy and he's kind of like, he has a grab hammer and a bunch of shields and then everyone else is super fast and he's trying to get these fast kids.
2: That's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that.
0: Um, Also you got racing. People love the mongoose and the warthog, and they wanted to make whole racetracks. And they did. It was dope. Did.
2: I remember doing that. I did racing for a long time because the warthog is just like the most unpredictable shit while you're, while you're driving it. You could hit a rock and flip. The,
0: uh, the design of the warthog is something that is super unique because you have driver, you have passenger, and then you have gunner. Yeah. And so the best part about that was with Capture the Flag, uh, You could have defense with the gunner, and then the, the passenger is the guy that could grab the flag and bring it back to the car.
2: Yep. That's if you're, like, coordinated enough with your friends yeah. to do it. Otherwise, people did not do well.
0: Yeah, you'll always honk, and people are like, I don't want to get in that shit, <laughs> unless I'm the gunner.
2: <laughs> yeah, really, though. Um, Luckily, I was very uh okay with driving, so... I have really fond memories of playing the second and the third game with my friend, Michael, um, who lives in like Utah at this point, but, um, or yeah, he's in Utah, but him and I used to play it. Um, this is the guy I told you about where we would set up like a tent outside oh, yeah and like we would get an extension cord and the t- tv the xbox and we'd be in the tent right outside my parents house like in Beautiful. the backyard and just be playing halo 2 and i'd always be the one who drives like that right. was my role and <laughs> even
0: now um as we're adults i mean even the devil level, per se there's nothing like sitting around on the couch with your buddies talking shit drinking beers and just playing slayer
2: yeah, for real. <laughs> I think you and I played Slayer that one time. We did. We're like one kill away from each other. Which was which really great. fun
0: to to have someone near the skill level.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Halo 3 was a monumental game when it came out in 2007 alongside the Xbox 360. At that
2: point, they had received an insane amount of accolades. All the awards, they like mopped the floor with everybody else at the game awards. And like, they were just dominating. So they were like, all right, we have to make this third game.
0: And we have to make super good crisp cinematics. Yeah. And so they were (laughs) focusing
2: really heavy on the way it looked and they were like, people love the story. So we're going to give them more of the story.
0: And a part of like the success was the marketing was really good. You got to see, um, Holy shit. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Posters everywhere. Um, definitely like advertising online. This is kind of like, uh, They were able to get it into like magazine ads. This is like when Xbox magazine was a huge thing. Same with Game Informer. Game Informer. So you could get that straight to your house. Um, This is obviously pre like YouTube advertising days. Um, So like the only way they could get the info to you was if like you had a TV commercial or they had sent you to like one of the places. That was
0: the thing. The Halo 3 for uh, the first trailer that debuted at the Super Bowl.
2: Right. That Whoa. debuted
0: at the Super Bowl and they showed Master Chief using the bubble shield. Yeah.
2: And people went fucking ballistic. Ah, man, dude. is that the one where he's in the desert? <laughs> yes. And like he throws it down and like some missiles come in. And yeah. And that he was insane. It. I remember watching I, that. Yeah,
1: I remember freaking out too. <laughs>
2: and like, <laughs> and oh then, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then the, after that, like not long after, you had a huge change within the company, which is, you know, the the obvious acquisition or sale of... The like the property basically.
0: We're gonna we're gonna get to that because it's a little bit further.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, just a little bit further. Yeah. Um. I know for
0: one uh, for one thing they they had that entire trailer where they had some guy paint a hundred mini models, and all they did was play the Martin O'Donnell music to it, and just show the close ups of the Covenant beating the Marines, and the only person that could stand a chance was the guy, the guy, you know, master fucking
2: chief. Wasn't this also when you could, uh, it like record it, your gameplay. Yes. Theater S- mode was so very you prevalent. Go and, Sweet. go and check out what you were doing. So like if you did some amazing thing during the campaign and you want to show your friends, you're like, check this out. I need a full 3d view of all of it.
0: And with the uh, Xbox live being more prevalent and uh, available to people because, you know, kids are like, Hey, it costs $10 a month for me to play online. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, there's a
2: lot of people that say that, this is the like precursor to what people were doing when they wanted to start streaming, and you start, wanted to start showing stuff. Right. This is like kind of where uh, it originated, along with other games during I got, the time period. I got
0: uh, twenty kills and no deaths.
2: Well, can right. you prove it? Yeah, and you would show it, and so they were. And this is kind of the inception of like, what are they gonna do? What kind of Things could you use to do that a twitch wouldn't come along for a little while but still you had like the precursor of putting it up on youtube and having your own youtube channel where you got to show things and this is like how they got so popular they got popular because of video games
0: right um there was even even the uh the developers of halo 3 would just play games on online and uh if you were able to beat them in a 1v1 or do something like super sick in halo they would award you the coveted recon armor. (coughs) That's true. I forgot about that. Which was something that was very sought out for in the game and even uh, has some problems with uh, piracy issues. Uh, The amount of people during this era that had their credit card information or Xbox uh, information stolen because a person on the internet could provide them recon armor was so much. Even so much that uh, Bungie had to basically start sending emails and say, hey, we will never ask you for your information for for us to give you a certain type of armor, so don't do that. Uh, So uh, I was one of those kids. I got tricked into thinking I would get recon armor. uh, Damn. As much as uh, it was uh, was scary for me because I've never been fished before, uh, I could only imagine what some other people had to go through. At most, I lost $20 for my dad's credit card, and I got yelled at. (laughs) Uh, But I could only imagine that these people would be spending hundreds of dollars from their parents because their credit cards are connected to their Xbox accounts.
2: <laughs> I forgot that was the whole thing. I think it even got an article in the, in the magazines where they're like, be careful <laughs> yeah. or stuff like this. Um,
0: halo three was what was going to be the end of a trilogy. Basically they wanted to make three games and move on to some other things. Yeah, they really did. Um, so you really feel at the, at the end of this game that it was all it was going to be. We destroyed the last halo. We make sure Cortana's is good. Arbiter's safe, and we're going back to cryosleep to basically say goodbye to our friend Master Chief. Yeah. And then (laughs) a couple years later, in 2009, we had two games. We had Halo Wars, which was an RTS, (laughs) which uh, didn't do really well, but it was cool to expand and try uh, StarCraft-style games within the Halo universe because people love the IP. And then a game that is like, I don't know, a game that has 100% of my heart, uh, Halo 3 ODST. And this is where a lot of people fell off from the Halo craze uh, because ODST was a different kind of game. You're playing a campaign that was able to make you uh, look for clues like a, a sleuth detective within a city that has been bombarded, rained on, and destroyed. You are separated from your squad. You're no longer the fat, super powerful Master Chief. You have health. You don't have shield. You're going back to health uh, health packs. And you are separated from your squad and you're on one side of the town and you have to get all the way to the other side of town to regroup with them. And so it was uh, super moody and atmospheric from the moment that you land and you wake up several hours later in your orbital drop pod, which takes place near the time of Halo 2, by the way. Uh, you have silenced weapons and you have to be quiet. And you are given, an, uh, you are given a silenced pistol and a silenced submachine gun. And the ability to look in the dark with uh, a glowing vision. And eventually you come across a superintendent computer. And this computer, depending on how well you do in the campaign, could give you extra stuff. You want mongooses, rocket launchers, and snipers? It depends how well you do in finding the archives for the rest of the city. This put you in the, the shoes of a detective... And it was a very unique play style and not a lot of people gelled with it when it came out. I don't know if you guys ever played that game.
2: I yeah, I played it. I played it a lot. Um, I played a lot with other people. Like it was kind of definitely meant to be a multiplayer. And this was, you had such a different vibe because it's following this secondary story or like an alternate. You're not like, it's not so grand as the Master Chief story, but it gets like it really gets you with the empathy when you're like learning who these people are and you get to learn who the team is and what happened and all the people they lost, so you end up getting really into it and it's it gets pretty emotional like towards the end of it yeah it really does
1: i didn't i didn't play ODST. I think I played like i think I had it and i didn't play through the campaign, but I did play like the firefight mode yeah, or whatever yeah. that was
0: yeah so um not only did the game have a, a whole original Uh, campaign that was supposed to be just dlc this whole campaign was supposed to be dlc but they decided to make a full-fledged game it had uh, all the multiplayer dlc on a separate disc and then it had a new mode called firefight where you and your friends could go into like an arena style area and just fight waves of covenant and they give you different types of drops you could get a sniper rifle at one point you could get the rocket launcher you could have uh, turrets defense grids all this kind of stuff and basically, it, it, it forced you to work with a team, because it, the only way to play firefight was for play on Xbox Live during that time, because that's the way to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. That's kind of it.
0: And then you have the ability to use skull multipliers. Uh, the Covenant Recon armor I just spoke about a couple minutes ago. Well, the the developers got really pissed off at how many people were fucking messaging them for it. <laughs> so they made four achievements within Halo ODST, and then four achievements or. Three achievements in Halo 3. So if you completed all these crazy-ass achievements, you could finally get the coveted Recon Armor in Halo 3. And these were like insane things, like uh, beat the 10th wave of firefight on Heroic with four people over Xbox Live. Um, only use the Mongoose on the last mission with rocket launchers. <laughs> um, complete the last level on Legendary... Uh, like
2: the- actual challenges. Yeah.
0: The-, the hardest one was the Iron Skull one where... Uh, Iron says if you die, if anyone dies, you have to start from the last checkpoint. If all of you die, you have to start from the beginning of the game. Rough. And so you had to play that on Legendary while everyone was in uh, Ghosts. <laughs> and the only way to get that is your all of your Xboxes had to recognize that you were on Legendary with the Iron Skull on over four player Xbox Live. Right. And so a lot of people fought for this recon and they finally were able to get it. And it was a big thing of nostalgia.
2: There's some interesting articles about when the halo games came out that suggests that this sort of eased a lot of the public minds around a military like presence. So like they, this kind of like sympathized for you, the idea that the military was very effective and was there to be heroes and whatnot, because at the time you're having the war obviously in, in the middle east and so people were suggesting that because the game came out that people were more likely to be okay with the military and what they're doing which is interesting they, they did studies on it
1: uh, halo absolutely has a political edge to it yeah. yeah absolutely
0: um what i love to mention about odst though is that um that game made it so they could do the opposite yeah. because they're going into a fucked up situation. They would show you the bad side and of everything what Everything is happen. fucked up, and when you uh, there's all these uh, certain data logs that you could find. There's thirty of them in the city. You put that story together. You find that the people here are dead. You find that the Covenant murdered, ransacked, and destroyed everything in the wake. And you were supposed to stop that invasion, but you got messed up during the hyperspace uh, transition. And you're basically trying to fight for your survival. And who's your captain in this? Nathan fucking Fillion. (laughs) (laughs) Buck, he is a recurring character. And we'll see him in the next game that comes out in the series. Because with the inclusion of Halo ODST, they put a little pamphlet in there and said, Reach is around the corner.
2: Yeah, which is fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, Reach was, I think Reach was a lot of fun. Uh, Although I don't think his... Nearly as good as what came before. <laughs> uh,
0: so Reach came out next year, 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, this was going to be the last Bungie Halo game. Right. This was going to be their send-off, and they were going to make it good. And they were going to follow a prequel story. Because there were a, there was a book story called The Fall of Reach, which describes the basically the, the, the area of the Covenant before the first Halo, how they basically got there. And they basically glass this planet called Reach. And even Buck's character from ODST is in this at some point. He's able to get off the planet. Oh, that's right. Um, But uh, Halo Reach was like the love letter from Bungie to basically say goodbye. And they were going to follow a new story with a new set of characters in the campaign. And this is where we get Noble Team.
2: Yep. (laughs) Which is insane. Uh, Noble Team is a very colorful
0: band. You are basically the newest member in this. You are Noble Six. Uh, alongside you, you have Noble 1, Carter, the captain. Noble 2, Cat, She is the uh, technical edge as well as the gadgets and uh, hacker. <laughs> Noble 3, Jun, the sharpshooter and uh, super crazy Russian guy. Uh, I
2: love the voice acting for that.
0: Noble 4 is Emile, the hot-headed shotgun and explosives expert with a fucking skull on his eva helmet yeah <laughs> and Nob- he's the edge lord character yeah Literally. he really is has the knife on the shoulder and everything yeah. and finally noble five george the gentle giant who wields a fucking chain gun as his main weapon huge and you are noble six you are a blank character who you could customize all you want in the multiplayer And they transition to the campaign. One of my favorite things to
2: to do was to be able to like really customize and make your character unique. And this is like your character that everybody else got to see.
0: Yeah. And it was really cool to see that because you'd make this character in the multiplayer and they swap seamlessly between campaign and multiplayer. Nice. Um, This game was like more big in scale and people bought into it because it's the last Bungie game. Um, yeah definitely so they also introduced something called armor abilities i remember playing the beta for reach i remember (laughs) i remember watching the uh, vid docs because that's the thing they always have these vid docs talking about the making of such things uh the music was done by Hans zimmer it was a a different step in the direction from the pianos and saxophone of odst they're making a halo fucking game and this planet is getting glassed yeah definitely so it's more big in scale uh the the best part about Halo Reach is uh, the story that unfolds before you. You're, you are basically losing a planet, and you have to deal with that as well as the emotional impact of losing your team step by step.
2: Uh, we were talking earlier about the releases of the games and how they coincided with technology around the time and like things that we knew of, like the streaming services. For reference, Halo 2 came out 2004. YouTube came out 2005 literally a year after and then it was flooded with all of these video game videos which really popularized it including uh, like kind of playthroughs this is like the inception of the guides like the game guides because prior to that all you had was the books right those like printed big fat books you would have that would tell you everything that was hidden They're like in every an level inch and a half. yeah <laughs> and all these games had them like i'm pretty sure every single halo game has had a printed guide um, probably up until the fourth, I yeah. think, uh, fourth or fifth didn't have a guide because you, you went online and right. you got to go to the fucking was it game. Fake game. I mean, now ask you can just
1: go to a Reddit forum dedicated to that particular yeah. game and get all the answers to all the things. Or like,
2: want. I, I want
0: to find all the collectibles. Hey guys, I'm going to check. I'm going to show you where all 30 collectibles are in halo. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. okay. Um, another thing that we forgot to mention was the, ad, uh, the implementation of, uh, Competitive gaming, yes. In Halo Three, uh, that was a huge thing to have the MLG playlist. Yeah, within the game
2: itself, this might uh, this might also be around the time when you actually could go to like a contest and win a bunch of money. Um, that wasn't like a like an arcade like competition because yeah. prior to that they had like you know, super street fighter and like mortal Kombat and things like that. as competitions. And so, but then you, then they started this console where you could have this competition on a larger scale. And then they started having these tournaments where you're able to go and play and you You, really got some prestige. You also
0: have like some restricted rules within those uh, game modes. You could, you know, you're basically have X amount of ammo. You could only jump so high. Melee does X amount of damage. This is
2: like when you do nowadays, when they do the uh, super smash bros, um, competitions they'll do like the Omega one where like no items no moving stage it's just you and the person and like they'll often do that game mode for the competition series yeah no items on final destination bro <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like they they would do stuff like that which really test out the skills
0: uh basically Halo Reach uh story devolves into everyone in Noble Team Dying except for right the members it also introduces uh Dr. Halsey who we've only heard in passing uh, between all the games, she is basically the, the birth mother of the UNSC. She is basically the pe- the person that made the serum for the super sol- super soldiers. Um, and you basically get to see her escape and become that person who basically makes the Spartans. Um, Halo Reach is a, a beautiful game, and I even I even watched uh, the deaths of all the noble team the other the other week. Uh, the worst one for me was uh, George. Uh, Because he believes that he was going to glass this entire space cruiser above reach and it was going to destroy all the ships and that was it. And so he blows up this ship and then bam, 17 other ships come into orbit right after he does that. Yeah,
2: which is the shittiest fucking Um, thing.
0: Even Carter says he thought he died thinking that he would save the planet if only we could be so lucky. And it's like, it really hurts you. Yeah. He even throws himself into a fucking scarab to save you, which hurts even more. Um, but eventually, I mean, we got to keep going because we're, we're getting weird on time. In 2011, we had the anniversary of Combat Evolved. They re-upped the graphics. They remastered the sound. Yeah. They made this pretty. That's basically all it did. It was an upgrade. Not a lot of people bought it, but the people who did were massive Halo fans. Halo is a conglomerate at this point. Uh, and then in 2012, we had Halo 4 on the Xbox 360 and PC. And uh, this is where everyone fell off.
2: Yeah. I think what, so obviously you have a different team handling it. So they kind of were like,
0: this is the selling of the IP.
2: Yeah. This is the selling of the IP and it was kind of forceful. Like they were like, we want you to make more content. And they were like, no, it's already amazing where it's at. And they could have stopped and it would have maintained that status of like this amazing game that never had to do anything else. Like you could revisit it over and over again. And and the company was like, fine, then we're going to figure out a team that will do it. And they obviously found a team, but it's not the same team. But this they, al- the... they also
0: paid yeah. Bungie employees like, you want to work for 343 now? Yeah. And then they offered
2: <laughs> an insane amount of money to make this new this new game. So who's going to say no to like a giant paycheck like that, right? You're like, yeah, fuck it.
0: We're owned by Microsoft now. I'm a shield for
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they di- they did it and it just wasn't the same. Yeah, there's a it's, I, it's a shorter campaign, like yeah. way shorter than what you're uh, used to. They didn't have the same writing team, different music, even though the music's still pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so everything like, everything was yeah.
0: different about it, and uh, you're not you're not only are you like you're not really fighting covenant in that game. Yeah, they introduced a new enemy this called the sentinels. Uh, called the Forerunners. Yeah. Basically Forerunners. what we've been hearing about for X amount of games. Yeah. You finally get to see what they are. They're kind of like a hive mind of different technocratic right kind of creatures. And they I know I sound like that. a
2: grumpy old man being like, oh when they changed it and back in my day it was yeah. better. No, they actually like they abandoned a lot of their storyline. Yeah. Uh from the origi- from the first three like five game four or five different games that they made from it. And then we're like, we're gonna embark on a new like chapter of what the story is and most people felt like it didn't make sense
0: they also introduced a really big bad character right. who was like master chief has never had an arch rival yeah which is game. <laughs> so
2: now you're just giving us
0: a bad guy to give us a bad guy yeah which uh
2: and then low-key i yeah. didn't even know like five was released <laughs> i forgot uh,
0: five oh god uh 2015 a couple years later yeah Never uh, played 5. So I only played the multiplayer 5. And that while that was enjoyable, my problem was this. They introduced the credit system in 5. Oh, so, so like your so microtransaction microtransactions. Microtransactions and all. God. You want to get the sniper to spawn? You're going to have to uh, work for some credits or maybe pay $2 so oh, you no. the sniper or the rocket launcher they to spawn. They fell victim
2: to microtransactions. Yeah. You know what? Random tangent. But I. that's so uh, why Mitch recently put me on to Deep Rock Galactic. I appreciate that there are literally no microtransactions. They have like, no. they have like four DLCs. You don't need them, but if you want to look cool, pay them like eight bucks, and you get this cool DLC, and that's it. Like you're in game, you can earn everything. Yeah. And that's dope. Like, this Great. is really cool to see in, in a game. So, yeah, I can see how that could really turn people off. It's the right design, I would yeah. say. Yeah. That's the
0: thing, too. Like, people felt with all the games that were coming out during this time, like Battlefields and Call of Duties, yeah. you're selling us uh, 75% of the game, and then you're trying to sell us the other 25% yeah. as an extra paycheck. Right. Because the majority of the time, a lot of these people, they only get paid for... X amount or how big they get of the score on Metacritic or something.
2: They really should have gone the route of just making the extras cosmetic as in like you get a cool looking piece of armor. Not you can't fucking load a weapon when you, <laughs> when you go into a certain mode. Like, yeah. what is this shit? Uh,
0: it it kind of sucked. And I do like some of the new additions to the game. Right. Like uh, the sticky detonator was cool. <laughs> yeah, the, that was uh, the fucking saw dope. machine gun that just shoots fast as fuck.
2: That thing was huge. Um, it had like the big ass fucking uh, feeder on it.
0: And we finally got mechs.
2: Yeah, that's we got true, mechs huh?
0: for the first time in Halo. I, I forgot, forgot what they're that. called, but they're fucking cool. Uh, the locust or something like that. There's something there's called something like that. Yeah. But uh Halo Five's campaign, I I know very little about it, but what I do know is that they try to uh basically introduce a new character called John Locke. And he is like a Spartan that is hunting Master Chief down to arrest him or some shit. So we basically well, like a yeah. space police. Their
2: argument was that Master Chief kind of uh does not follow orders after a certain period of time and then he has to be the one to go and bring him in. And he's like the latest edition of the Spartan warriors, uh, or like whoever made them is right. like making the new one. So he's like, like, uh, what is the fucking game? Um, I can't remember exactly what it is, but like he, they're like, ah, I'm the new one, and I have to come and get take care of the older. It's like the Terminator shit, yeah. Where he goes back and looks for the original Terminator. Like I gotta
0: kill the old version, yeah. Of you. Um, kind of like blade yeah. runner
2: uh to be honest <laughs> i think what also happened too was as these games were coming out the whole video game world was heavily saturated with a lot of games going on at the same it, it, time it's
1: really hard to distinguish your sci-fi game that has inspired all the sci-fi Every games one of them around after, you, yeah. pretty much or at least to an extent and, and how do you maintain relevance at that point
0: bungie came back with
2: destiny which was suck dick okay so they so that Uh, game would have been crazy good if they didn't make me get six people to sit in a fucking event that took like three hours to finish and so it's like otherwise it was dope like it was a cool open world game where you got to go in and be like it's like role-playing game and then it was like sorry you can't go into this mode unless you have six friends who can commit three to five hours of beating this giant mob boss. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this didn't work out very the, well. The
0: sad part too, is that with destiny and destiny two, these are the last games that Bungie have made currently.
2: Yeah. They haven't done really, they haven't done I anything
0: mean. past halo. They, they want to make games and they, they're trying to figure out what direction to go, but, uh, they still have that bad taste in their mouth from leaving halo. <laughs> I bet. I, I believe. Yeah. Um, cause watching all those people in the vid docs, They've been on since Halo 1. Watch their baby grow and grow and grow and finally fall off. I mean, it it must be hard to wake up and try to make something new when you've made something almost like you could call it a a perfect trilogy.
2: Yeah. I think after that, I switched over to like playing a lot of PC games. So I lost a huge amount of interest in console gaming and so I, like, didn't keep up with a lot of stuff to now where I'm, like, just getting into it because I luckily got gifted a PS5, so now I can go and check out some newer games. But even now, like, there really isn't a huge amount of stuff that's good. As far as I know, like, Ghost of Toshima is amazing, you get like um, the new God of War is fucking dope. So like yeah. they're all story based though. Like the ones that are really like have a well developed story, people are really responding to.
0: We're at a point where you're either playing campaigns or you're playing battle royales. Yes, <laughs> right, yeah. With, with the that,
1: that's really that's really how this how it's going.
0: Um, like uh, there's a lot of indie developers and most of them make side scrollers, but nowadays uh, with the advent and implement uh, the implementation of Fortnite, PUBG, Apex Legends.
2: Man, I can't believe how much of a rip Fortnite was, <laughs> and like people just didn't give a fuck. They were like, "Yeah, man, let's go." It's yeah, PUBG but cartoon version. So
0: what happened was PUBG was a, a computer game and it was very successful yeah. and it came off a of daisy mod. Yeah, which and, is insane. Which is really fun to know. Now
2: and, Fortnite is like your mainstream version of like every game ever that's battle royale.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are selling their houses for v- V-Bucks and shit.
2: You know? <laughs> I, d- d- like, The king of microtransactions is fucking Fortnite. Epic
0: Games made a lot of money, and they realized they could just do that just yeah. by addicting kids to a very simple formula. Yeah. You want to be number one. You want to kill I mean, don't get me crest. wrong.
2: It's entertaining as fuck to watch people stream that game who are yeah. really good at it. But, like, otherwise, it's not something I'm super interested
0: in. I, I played it when it first came out because uh, we were waiting for PUBG to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> waiting for the update. And, That's funny. And then finally, PUBG came out, and it was a buggy piece of shit that Is eventually there... had to take a while to get good.
2: Then I think, for for closing out, then, what are some games you're looking forward to?
0: Well, right now, there's the newest Halo. in yeah.
2: Which the you Hay- guys just told Halo me about. Six. I'm going to go down. Uh,
0: which I really think that this company at the time making the multiplayer free is so big. With uh, with all these games like Fortnite as well as Apex Legends all being free, the competition is people just want to play your game and they'll buy microtransactions to keep it afloat. So they realized we could just make this multiplayer free. If you want to buy the campaign, you can. Um but the thing is the campaign is an open world campaign the first time in Halo right. and it's a vast vast world that you could explore so i haven't touched it myself personally but a lot of people have been having fun with it um not only that but i've been playing uh, i have been playing deep rock galactic on console which has been pretty fun to deal with a bunch of bugs coming at me and-
2: It's uniquely uh fun like it's got like it's a niche game like you, if you don't like way that this game will play out then you just won't it combines the great parts of minecraft and no man's sky
1: (laughs) and like that that four-party shooter survival sort of gameplay like left for dead or something like that
2: i think what i really appreciate about it is that it is full teamwork yeah like this is all about you and your, your teammates being able to finish the mission and like the you have that camaraderie of being with people, and like they only have one fucking reaction in there, and it's the rock and stone reaction, and, and that's all you need.
1: And I so I've been so I've been playing a lot of deep rock, and then I go back to play Halo, and there's times when I kill stuff where I'm like, I want to rock and stone. Yeah, now. what is you this? right, you're just like <laughs> like like you just you want to do that in other games, and the games don't have rock and stone. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna say.
0: Uh, on top of that, I've been playing Blasphemous, which is an incredible indie. Uh, metroidvania style game which is basically based on like uh, early century catholicism as well as the spanish inquisition era you play basically a person who's trying to rid the world of its guilt by killing monsters as well as the bosses in the area to rid the world of its sin and guilt and uh, the game is very expansive with all its dlcs i get very overwhelmed when i look at the map but i'm I put in eleven hours and says I'm only sixty five percent done with the game. So I believe that that should yeah. tell you something about it.
2: Um, a kind of a, a not a lost art, but like underappreciated was uh just how much um like world building they put into some of these games. And I love that Metroidvania became a term to describe <laughs> the games because those two games defined what it was to be a side scrolling game that had that much lore in it. And it's like really brought that excitement for it. So side-scrollers live in their own like, (laughs) I don't know, like a venerable world where like they never will go out of style because people just love the side-scrolling games. It's
0: super easy to make them too, which is why so many developers are open to it. Get some
2: cool fucking 32-bit art.
0: Cuphead, Ori and the Blind Forest, Celeste. Mm -hmm.
2: Cuphead is so underrated too because of the hand-drawn fucking characters that they made in there and how insanely hard it is like this is the kind of shit that makes you want to break your controller <laughs> and like punch your screen cuz it's so hard but like you keep going back and trying again. Uh what
0: I found out about the cuphead thing is that they hand-drawn every single frame. Yeah. And so even though he's just stationary for 80 frames, they drew every single Yeah one. and then put
2: it in a loop and that was what you're seeing there. It's in the style of, like, old 1930s Disney Even uh, cartoons. Even cooler. Yeah. And the
0: music is incredible. Big band swing.
2: It got a really good amount of awards when it when it got introduced. Um, it's one of those, of like, really genre-changing games, like when Undertale came out. Mm. And then, like, you had Undertale, Stardew Valley. Like, these are the things that came out that really changed shit. In the same way that Minecraft changed everything when it came yes. out. Like, it's such a huge phenomenon now. It is ginormous at this point. Where like it's almost weird to get in and play it because there's just so much content.
0: People want that uh, what my dad calls is mental masturbation game, yeah. where you could where you could turn your mind off and just uh, do nice things, yeah, for a while. And so like even though Cuphead is violent, you're trying to kill the boss.
2: It really isn't that bad. Like it's more of like a like you're obviously shooting, but like they're they're it's a cartoon. The, the they're gun used- is their finger. <laughs> they're like shooting um, little laser beams out so, of their finger.
0: Uh, I was talking more like uh, Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, so Minecraft is a game where if I really just want to relax and not care about anything in the world, I'm gonna make a farm, I'm gonna make a building. Yeah, you know, it's true.
2: Minecraft can either be very relaxing or very scary if you go into the caves. So now that we're tangenting,
1: tangenting yeah. should we maybe wrap up our halo discussion? Yeah, and... so
2: <laughs> right, yeah, we've gone off. I'm just gonna gonna, gonna pull
1: you guys back now,
2: fair. Um, Well,
0: I guess we can end with this. In 2014, they made the Master Chief Collection, which is one through four, as well as the additions of Reach and ODST. Uh, It was basically re-released for Xbox as well as PC. So if you want to go back and play those games on multiplayer with those old settings, old maps, the campaigns with your friends over Xbox Live or a PC and Steam connection, you can. Um, And it's really cool to see that... uh, happen i think it's very fitting that we're talking about halo right now because we have just been informed that the halo 3 servers on original xbox 360 have been disconnected as of last week
2: yeah sad day uh
0: over twenty thousand players went on for the last couple hours
2: that's kind of wild yeah it's it's a good amount but it's not as much as i would have thought
0: yeah um but the thing is we don't know where halo is going to be going if they're going to make a seventh or not there's always the talk of uh more content for the series. I just looked online. There's a whole series right now of uh a uh, podcast style audio book, which is like eight minute episodes of them trying to find Master Chief post Halo Infinite. Oh wow. Um All right. there's also the animated series that they made back in twenty ten.
1: And and don't forget the good old boys at Rooster Teeth and fucking
0: oh my god I can't believe we (laughs) didn't ever mention that yeah we really forgot
2: about an important piece Halo culture (laughs) the machinima machinima the
0: the fucking skits that they could use with the Halo models oh
2: yeah this is also like they are I would argue that they are probably the original streamers. Like, oh, they, absolutely. Like they created that, like they're probably the the main people who created the culture of hanging out with your friends, making content and sharing it with everybody else. And it got so popular that they got an official show made out of it that you Fuck can yeah. find. I think at some point you could find it on Netflix, which is dope. Um, But I don't know if it's still on there anymore. Mm. Well, I also
0: wanted to mention because you brought up Cuphead. The Netflix show is dropping in February. Also. Yeah, that's going to be fucking. Have you seen too. the trailer? Yeah. And then it I'm looks excited fucking for good.
2: Yeah. Um, um, the only other thing I could think of, which was related to, because you mentioned the closing of servers. Um, so uh, I was uh, playing uh, Dawn of War 2. Oh, okay. Online, and their servers closed a couple years ago. Um, but At that point, I had played like thousands of games on Dawn of War 2, and I was like one of just a couple hundred people who were left on that server, and like we stayed on there until it closed. And, like, you got the message notification that it was closed. And I was like, oh, my God. And so, like, that was, like, one of those changing, like, life-changing things because, like, you you, you, the commodity. you, you outlived the game, like, the, what you were doing on there. Because, yeah, because some of these people, you're on there and then, like, you don't get to access your shit anymore like, however much time he spent on there. And that was one of those games I was obsessed with. Like, I was obsessed with Dawn of War 2 on the PC right. and, like, played so many thousands of hours. And, like, we're all messaging each other, like, as it's, like, closing, and then it just closed, and that was it. So I would imagine it's the same for, like, anybody who was playing for the Halo ones. It's kind of sad. They just
1: stayed on and kept matchmaking until well, the very end. There's a whole
0: anime about that called Overlord. Oh, where, shit. where the uh Where the game that this guy plays basically... Uh, basically is done and he's the only person left on the server right and he before the server ended he changed the code of the game so all the npcs would like him more Uh. and so he's kind of just like i can't stop playing because i have i could keep playing the game and these npcs like me Oh my and uh he basically becomes a god in this game world (laughs) (laughs) um but speaking of servers um i guess that's all we got to wrap up about but yeah that's it uh, i guess i'll see you tomorrow Offline for ten years. Dang. Oh Oh, no, so sad.
2: Um,
0: This has been the sci-fi corner for bringing down the grindhouse. Video
2: games, mostly Halo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna talk about all kinds of different sci-fi movies and content within the next couple weeks and months. So get ready for that. We also have our newer segments. Cryptids with Justine will be coming out. Mitch will be streaming on his Twitch as well as reviewing horror games. We also have the Conspiracy Theory Hour, which is going to be coming soon, Monsters with Murr as always, and then now, Sci-Fi Corner, yeah, where we just talk about sci-fi and the implications that it all has within this new technocratic world. (laughs) That's dope. (laughs) Um, If you would like to support us, please check out our Patreon for, for $2 a month you could basically help support us as well as uh recommend horror content or other content for us to review also it helps you get the access to the bonus content when we release it up check out our socials we have the facebook's the twitter's and the instagrams leave us a comment tell us how we're doing tell us what you like what you don't like we have our teespring where you could buy merch basically based on us we have all kinds of designs for shirts hats cups and mugs and then Uh, we will be starting our discord if it is not up already it should be uh when this is released so our discord will be up we want to make a vast community of people who care about horror as well as different things in the world so please connect with us on our discord we appreciate all the love and support and we love you
2: i'm mitch i'm mer and i'm
0: john thank you halo
1: halo